1: <laughs>
2: The way music works
1: that's just
0: the way music works
1: music, work. music know, works on me. a
0: system of bells and pulleys
1: <laughs> hi hi courtney <laughs> it's been such a long time i feel like i haven't seen y'all forever i know we're still wearing the same clothes
0: <laughs> Let's start this off right. Hi, Morleya.
1: Hi, Patrice. Hi, Courtney. Hi, Hi all <laughs> It's been forever. I feel like since I've seen you. <laughs> Although, for you all, it'll be a week for us. It's only five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the future and the past. <laughs> We're here at the same time. Welcome to the future and the past. (laughs) We're trying something new. We're doing a two-part on the same day. (laughs) I'm rubbing my ribs. I'm trying to.
0: I've got that. I think I pulled a muscle here. Yeah, I've been like I've either pulled a muscle, broken a rib, or I have pleurisy. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. All (laughs) three. Just go with all. Wow. So we are still drinking the Hellfire Old Fashioned. Hellfire. And it's just as delicious as it was a week ago. <laughs>
1: yes. Or for us, 15 minutes ago.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
2: I like, well, I just got swamp tits. So.
1: Oh, no! <laughs> from sure.
2: the hellfire old-fashioned? From, from the hell... No, just <laughs> from being 50.
1: In the South. In, in the August. South.
2: In August. Mm. Uh, after our future selves have dealt with the... um heat wave of mm-hmm. this future week which would be past so mm-hmm. for y'all it's very confusing i'm confused i'm with you though now. no i understand, I, you understand. I'm I'm saying
1: confused. we're about to have the hottest week ever but yet by the time we listen to it, it'll it be over
0: yeah. so yeah. cheers cheers <laughs> yay <laughs> Ooh, air chink. Chink. chink by the chink, time
1: chink. you listen to this dear listeners what will James Spann have said? We oh, will have ushered in. Man. What are the words you're waiting I, I, on? I'm waiting for James Spann
2: to say this will be the last week of the 90s.
1: Yes. And we're not talking <laughs> about the 1990s. We're talking about fashion wise. It's, it's right. like the last week of the 90s. Fashion-wise, it's the first week of the 90s. My back at, at school <laughs> oh i totally kind of like, cringe play, right?
2: love mm-hmm. the whole 80s 90s hair thing that's mm-hmm. come into play because i don't you notice know, d- in hair was i didn't want to say this in front of is this about your my
0: children? child <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah but i know
2: it is they have my hair cut from the 80s to 80 Corey.
0: Yes. 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 I
2: was seriously like, I totally dig that. I need to find my junior high pitcher because we have the same hair.
0: They got upset because someone told them that they had a mullet. Which it's not a mullet. No. But it's not exactly not a mullet. It's not not a mullet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's 80s hair. But the funny thing is, I've Sorry, seen it's not so a mullet. Many. Or it is, if it's not not a mullet, then I think it's a mullet. It's not not a mullet. <laughs>
0: It's, it's just how you define a mullet. I've seen so many YouTubers that the kids watch. And it's it seems, this seems to be a trend, especially in like trans and non-binary YouTubers that the kids watch, that they are really leaning hard into the 80s, 90s hairstyle. Mm. And so there are a lot of female identifying YouTubers that will have like the the, you know, like business in the front, party in the back, shaved on the sides. Even the party in the back is just like, out there just i was like no that's not what you're doing i was no. like please don't do that no i think i might actually have to veto something like you, normally i'm very permissive with what they want to do with their hair and mm-hmm. their whatever because i don't have to live with it i was like right. you know what you make yeah, a I stupid mean, choice your hair friends will mock hair. you okay back, you unless
1: you're talking about i'm always anti-bleaching like yes i, I always am help anti-bleaching. color the kids hair and it's been a battle for like three years of wanting color. Mm-hmm. Color hair. But you can't really get the color you want unless you bleach yes. your hair. They see too you many ads. You can't get purple. You yeah. can't get blue you're not gonna get pink like unless you strip the color from your hair yeah and that's just something you can't go back from and they're constantly on
0: the lookout for like especially Corey, constantly like but this ad says that it's for hair my color and i'm like it's they lie to you yeah, yeah. it's a lie <laughs> like all the little pictures
2: in the back say if your wow. hair color is this it's gonna look like that it's a lie it's a lot
1: especially those bright vibrant know they're always and they those. will not believe us it's like no matter sea what monkeys. we say sea monkeys are not monkeys <laughs> they are not monkeys see. it was the
2: biggest disappointment it was of a my lie. entire terrible like third grade experience did you think
1: you were gonna have little monkeys I did and they were supposed to build a castle with a little family I sat there and
2: fucking I'm like this is shrimp I thought I know they look
0: nothing like there's not they an approach did you
1: hydrate them and they lived they did they were living they were living shrimp Yes, they were dried, and then you put water on them, and they lived. And they lived. So I mean, because they sold it as sea
0: monkeys, we couldn't appreciate the
1: miracle of rehydrating
0: live. Exactly. (laughs) I
2: was looking for like digits with little suckers on the end of pictures. They were little little mermaid monkeys. I was like, this is going to be magical. Mm -hmm. As like, I'm going to have a whole little microcosm in
0: this little plastic tank. I mean, like what, what? There was a show. There was even what? Where there we, was a Sea Monkey show. There was. I mean, it's everything. It, it's just such a lie. We, is, this is why we know. grew up
1: not trusting Something anything. Something that disappointed me. I'm trying to think. I didn't do the Sea Monkeys, but I remember it. I uh-huh. hated it. it. Made me. I so I think mad. my biggest disappointment was my, my Little Pony. Why? What was wrong cool. with my it? castle? I. I watched so many commercials that I thought it was going to be, like, cartoony and magical when I got it. And, like, like you know, the horses sparkles. were going to talk and, yes. and the rainbows were going to come out. And I had to, like, just <laughs> pull my own uh, pony and try to make it talk. Mm-hmm. I was, like, four or five. I was like, oh, I understand completely. This isn't the thing I ordered Santa. <laughs> It was my favorite gift, though, too. I
0: had a neighbor who had the My Little Pony Castle, and I was so oh, jealous, and she it. was mean. Her name was Stephania, <laughs> yeah. and she... Calling you out. She was when we, the one year that we lived in Montgomery. <laughs> she lived next door, and she was so mean to me. Stephanie, and she knew that I wanted to play with the My Little Pony Castle. She And she, taunt and she would taunt you? me. Mm-hmm. Yes. I
1: had it. I would let you play, but I was up here in North Alabama. You are way down south, only the was in time Montgomery. you lived yeah. here. Uh, that's the I, only other time I
2: actually want to see the Barbie movie we should go we see,
1: should see go it we should go see it
2: I hated Barbies I was never into Barbies I had Barbies yeah. I always cut the hair first thing I did I don't know. I was always anti, uh, like, since birth, I was anti-frills. I was a tomboy. Anti-frills, anti-pink. And tried to wrap you in a pink blanket. I I, I was anti-girly girl is what I was. And, like, anytime anybody tried to label me as a girl... Yeah, I would be no, I can use tools and I'll kick your ass. <laughs> um, but You're you like, know, shut the fuck up. Like, but I mean, my favorite Barbies were Cher and Sony. <laughs> oh, <Cher and> <laughs> they had those? And, and I also Sonny had Cher. Yeah, Sony and Cher. Thank, yeah, Sonny and Sharon also I had um, uh, Donnie and Marie. No way. I had those two Barbie sets. You liked music Barbies. And those were my favorite. Um, and I didn't cut Cher's hair because that'd be sacrilege. Mm. But, like, all the blonde-haired Barbies, like, got shorn, like, immediately. And I just wasn't that like, big into them. But I do have some, like, Barbie Castle, Barbie Corvette envy because I went yeah. over to a friend's house. and Barbie she, Dream House. She mm-hmm. was, like, she was a Nalibu latch, latch house. key kid. And it was, like, fifth grade. And I just, like, went home with her one day and walked into a room and it was her mom was a single mom and she was the only kid and walked in and it was like, Whoa. <laughs> it was like multi story with elevator, mm-hmm. Barbie castle thing, my cousin, Candace Corvette. Mm-hmm. Like you would never think. Mm-hmm. And she was also very much a tomboy, too. But she man, serious. she had, she had like the Barbie <laughs>
0: hookup. And I was like, okay. That's how I felt about Candace. Okay. It's so funny to think of Candace having all of She the was a big stuff. tomboy,
1: too. I yeah. was a tomboy, but I also like frilly things and and I can use tools, but I always like, I love my little pony and I want skirts and you I know, loved with everything bells and animals. And lace and- like
0: I loved I loved My Little Pony. I was all about my little, I was all about the little Care Bears, um, Care Bears. characters that were like poseable and stuff. I had all the Care Bears, but um, I liked my Cabbage Patch Kids. Oh, I didn't love, see it's weird. I didn't Not really get person. into dolls. Love I had Cabbage several Cabbage Patch and I really did like them, but they weren't like my thing. I played with all the Star Wars toys and I was like yeah, obsessed with, um, we had dagobah. that was the big one that we had was dagobah and it was like they had the little like plastic molded swamp with the trunk that yoda lived in and nice. there was a little button there was a rock that you could push and then if you set something on this little stick if you push the rock it would make the thing levitate it was pretty uh, cool and they had quicksand there was a little sponge yeah, of quicksand that in the corner fun. but i literally like I would, would sit there that. i mm-hmm. was so obsessed with tiny things because this is why Me i like too. micro machines when i was a little I older micro was that like i loved toy companies that built these little surprises in for kids that were obsessed with tiny like Mm -hmm. intricacies because in Ba, if you looked at it long enough you could find all the itty bitty snakes that were molded in and you could find the little toad that's hiding behind the stump and there's a spider over here and it was like filled with these little like awesome little surprises that you could find if you just stared at it long enough you know what I mean so I was kind of obsessed with like finding the little hidden things and I was also
2: big into like it was past like Care Bears like I was on the cusp of the whole Cabbage Patch thing, but I didn't like dolls, so I never got into that. But like Care Bears and My Little Ponies was a little bit past because like I'm five years older than you know Kind of my growing up. But my brother, who is... Like one year younger than y'all, mm-hmm. got into like He Man and She Ra. Oh my God. So yeah. we had like Castle yeah, yeah. Grayskull. We had lots. We had Castle Grayskull. And it yeah. does like the tourney yeah. thing. Yes. And so there was I. Secret Trapdoor. Secret Trapdoor. So we were all about playing yeah, that. My had
1: that. Um,
0: I loved Castle Grayskull. And yes. I, I bought that. There was like an addition to it that they sold like year, like in the late 80s where there was like a skull mountain or something like that and slime came out the mountain. Yes. Yeah. Like it's it's I remember those <laughs> Where's my
1: seable keys? <laughs> oh, all right. Well, there's our trip down memory toy lane. <laughs> yep. Just have to throw this one out there real quick, though. My what? favorite. I didn't. I never owned it, but my cousin Matthew did. Operation. <gasps> <gasps> operation i never had it when operation i was little either. gave me such anxiety me too oh my god i loved it though oh, it was so good you know i can just hear it now just, <laughs> no red nose i have it no you can play it with me you can play it in my house we should bring it out we should let's have play it. it so you know what let's I loved? after let's do before and after drinks yes
0: <laughs> uh mousetrap do you remember mousetrap ooh, that ooh. game I know what you're talking so about. So much fucking setup. It was like yeah, this whole that's why big, we never had it. That's why nobody's <laughs> parents would buy it. It's like they got one per one family they knew would buy it, and then everybody else would be like, "Fuck no, we're not having this." there's this huge setup where you had to like all these pulleys and little cages and everything. But the whole point of the game was to catch this little mouse in a little like dropping. May head. have had it. It was she weird. Had everything. Yeah. Yeah but I was like I was all about that I was like all the little moving parts and I was like so and I would have lost them all because that's the kid I was (laughs) you know it's like we were just like my kids we had Hungry Hippos and we played it for like two days until all the marbles went under the couch and (laughs) it's like they're gone that's it yeah I think you play (sighs) Hungry Hippos like once and then that's it Dave and Busters has a Hungry Hippos adult game where you sit on the hippo oh my god it's fucking amazing like it's worth the ten dollars you pay to play
1: You sit on the hippo. You sit
0: on the hippo, and you push this lever to make his head go forward and grab the stuff. They're like <laughs> little bumpy balls. Bum- like, uh, 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 oh my uh, god, what are you trying? To- that
2: just that just that just made me think of that that. Um, I'm sorry, I'm totally getting off topic here, but that YouTube or that TikTok person where she's like, okay, you know, whatever this number lands on, I'm gonna be that weight, and she has that self conversation. She's like, I am the circle. <laughs> y'all, y'all know what I'm talking no. about I just had that feeling I was like I am the
0: hippo no I don't know <laughs> you're gonna have to show us this later
2: y'all don't know that no oh my god I sit there and just watch it I don't have TikTok it. well I mean it, once it's on TikTok it's usually it's on, on all the things all the Tiki things you go to all the but things. I will definitely show that to y'all because it's like one of my favorite because she's she's just
1: comedic gold <laughs> reminds me don't you have a hippo story for the after talk or like side no I B? just I dropped it but I could I could mention it okay, though well, I can still mention it because that be
0: was the whole the story, story. After talk, whatever yes <laughs> all right are we ready we are back to Natchez we are back to Natchez uh, should we do the thing we do oh we should yeah do that thing you do Patrice do. do you want more strange south every week we can help you can follow us on facebook instagram and twitter and you can join our facebook fan group fans of the strange south podcast to keep the chat going with our whole creepy community do you have a story idea for us or a story of your own to share email us at stories at plus if you join our patreon you not only help support the podcast you get free swag extras exclusives and a discount on merch you can find links to all these things on our website thestrangesouth.com along with photos links and show notes from every episode strange south t-shirts mugs stickers and other goodies see you there we and did- we're back next week we did the thing (laughs) our future past selves our future past selves say hello we're doing it all right so here is the deal i'm going to give you a brief overview because it has been more than 15 minutes for you people out there in the internet radio world of the cast of characters so we have um, jenny merrill who is a woman who lives in Glen Burnie House, who was uh, an aristocratic, you know, 68-year-old socialite? woman at this, part, at this point. Yeah, kind of a, a rich socialite lady. Who became recluse. She's in her became a recluse she never married. And she never married. Her cousin, who lives in one of the plantations next door, whose name is Duncan, who comes to visit her every evening, even though they, you know, he tried to marry her and he couldn't. He wants a little bit he wants of genie. a little something-something. A little genie. We have um, their neighbors oh, uh, dick dana and octavia dockery who are squatting on glenwood plantation which is in a dilapidated disgusting state next door
2: this is such this is such a a uh, flannery novel yes, yeah man i
1: real. swear it seems so fake yeah i can see the I cast know. of characters i know but it's and where's it was this, so real where's this play <laughs>
0: well, i know right it, maybe <laughs> maybe there was one there have been multiple books and then we have. Oh, Lord. It's been it's been a week and I can hardly remember Emily Burns, who is a laundress, (laughs) a a young black woman in town whose mother owns or rents rooms in a boarding house. And a about 50 year old man that she met at that boarding house named Pink. And is that everybody? I think that might be everybody. everybody And Goat's. And yes. And And livestock. There have been. And the sheriff. Yes. The sheriff sheriff has called constantly for controversies and like issues between Jenny and Octavia. Octavia's goats are always going to Jenny's property, eating things. And Jenny's like, get the fuck off my property. And it's been like 10 years of litigation and sheriff's calls. So when we left off, Pink had just gotten into town. He's looking for work because he doesn't have a job in Natchez. He lost his job in the Depression, came down. Did he lose his job? In Chicago? Yes. In the, so, and that's why he moved And that's back. why he moved back okay. to Natchez. His family is still up in Chicago. okay. And he plans to send money back. But he really has like just recently gotten back. And he's staying at Emily and her mom's boarding house. So he's wandering around town looking for work. We talked about this. And he's turned down by Jenny and Duncan. And then he happens to go up to the residence, quote unquote, of Dick and Octavia. And they say, you know what? Jenny's got a lot of money in her house. Why don't we steal it? And that's where we're going to pick up. What happens on August 4th is a little vague on the details. Pink goes back to the boarding house. He has a thirty-two pistol there and he grabs that. And on or near sunset, he and Emily go for a walk toward Glenwood. And it's unclear how much Emily knows about what's fixing to happen here. But he's already stated that he needed to rob. He needed to rob. He is going... Along with the plan that Dick and Octavia have presented to him of, we need to rob Jenny Merrill's house. Okay. So he definitely knows what he's doing. Right. It's kind of unclear what Emily knows. Right. Cause it like, it, it's, ex- it's kind of explained in the book, but it doesn't exactly make sense to me. Like the motives are a little, uh, but we're going from reports and like first, you know, level resources that are ages old and right. stuff and, and incomplete so anyway they go on a walk toward glenwood um at some point they meet a guy named poe whose full name i think was edgar Allan poe newton Mm -mm. who was also uh i know right he'd like he's he gotta be imaginary but he's a real person (laughs) and um who was also a boarder at emily's boarding house and they it, it seems like they're meeting up with him intentionally like pink has planned to meet poe in the woods Pink and Poe. Pink, Pink and Poe and, po. Emily. and Emily. And the three of them go to Glenwood and they meet up with Octavia and Dick Dana and all five of them head towards Glen Burnie, which is Jenny's house. Octavia has already told everybody, listen, Duncan, the cousin, comes to the house every night at exactly the same time clockwork. He leaves at 830. He gets there around nine. So what we need to do is wow, we, they up late for being so I, old. That's He's what I He's coming over too. at nine o'clock. He's coming over late. Mm. I know, a sketch.
1: What do they do? And listen,
0: there's more questions like that in the book. I'm what not even gonna get they into doing? it. But there are questions like that in the book.
1: She's just like no, I don't want to
0: marry you, but come on over. Every but you night. know, I mean, everybody a needs a do little something,
1: something. Do you Do it, do it, cousins, cousins, <laughs>
0: cousins. But um, were they
1: first or second? <laughs> it makes a difference. Here's the question.
2: <laughs> or maybe it doesn't. <laughs>
1: maybe it, it didn't doesn't. in the old South for sure, or in monarchy. No yeah, in the old England either. <laughs> in the old England.
0: So they're um they're on their way over to Glen Burnie. Octavia has already said, so what we need to do is we need to head over there before it's dark, but before and before Duncan gets there. It's like we need to head over around sunset because we need to be able to see in the house, you know, to look around. We can't be turning on, you know, a bunch of lamps and stuff like that. Like we need to still be able to see a little bit. So there needs to be a little bit of light left, but we got to get out by 8 30. So they go over to the house, and while four of them wait outside, Pink is the one who goes in and uh, he goes upstairs to Jenny's bedroom because while they were in the woods outside and watching the house, they saw her start the lamp up in her bedroom so they know where she is. And he intends to intimidate her because he's got a 32 pistol and he just wants to take, you know, she needs to tell him where the money is and he's going to take the money and he's going to go. But okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt right here. Go.
2: Small town. Mm hmm. Everybody knows everybody. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's like, how is he going to intimidate her? She
0: knows who he is, but she doesn't. Oh, she doesn't. That's the crazy thing. He's been gone for a really long time and he did just ask her for money, but they pretty much forgot his face the second he walked off the porch. And this is one of the things that showed up in the testimonies is that like Duncan and her thought so little of a black man who wanted money walking up to their house that they did not even remember. They didn't remember his name. They didn't remember hardly anything about uh, him. Oh, okay. And okay. they so didn't connect him I'm with town. Couldn't
1: he wear a mask or something? Yeah, I don't,
0: I don't know that he a was. Banana, it's unclear, something. but I don't know that he was. Okay, okay, okay. But ahead. that's a good point. Yeah. So he's trying to intimidate her. She is not the intimidating, like, you can't intimidate me kind of person. That's who she is. She's so entitled she, and has money. She is entitled. She also knows and owns guns herself. Right. Obviously. With the she lived She's lived by, her by herself. Exactly. She's been
2: killing the goats and Yep. That come onto
0: her property. Yes, and they say that she used to level a rifle at people who worked for her when they weren't working fast oh, enough. So Jesus Christ! But um, so she doesn't like put her hands up and cower in the corner. She tries to start something with him, mm-hmm. and he hits her with the butt of his gun to stop her from messing around. So she's trying to run out of the room to get her gun, which is in her purse. Which she keeps, her, she keeps her pistol in her purse. It's a similar pistol to the one that he has, actually. And she's trying to get to the dining room to get it. He is scuffling with her to try and stop her from going where she's going. And shots are fired. And Jenny starts screaming because she hasn't been shot at this point. But shots have been fired, like, into the door frame of the bedroom. And when she starts screaming, Pink shoots her in the neck and the chest. Mm. Now, at this point, the others do start running. A few of the others start running into the house. And they are turning things inside out to try and figure out where the money is while they still have time, you know, because they've made all this noise and um, they don't find anything. And then for some reason, Poe and Pink decide that it's a good idea to take Jenny's body and remove it from the house. So they drag her down to the thicket outside leaving pools of blood, smears of blood all over the walls, like personal articles that she had on her are falling off. And they're dragging her out of the house and depositing her in a ditch down away from the house. Like I said, nobody finds any money. It isn't there because what Octavia had heard was just a rumor. And of course it was her cousin told the the court later, Jenny only ever kept a couple dollars on her at a time in her house. So Everything is fucked up. Everything's gone wrong. The five people just scatter in different directions. Pink, Poe, and Emily go back to the boarding house. Pink immediately burns his clothes in the yard with gasoline and leaves the state. He has Poe drive him to the river. He crosses the river. He says goodbye to Emily. And he says, I'll send for my trunk. Like, that's in how much of it. He's like, I know how wrong this went. I'm out of here. Um, Dick and Octavia go back to their house to figure out what to do. Dick is not the brightest bulb. He has taken a lamp from the house and just tossed it in the woods on his own property. And they're, they're thinking, okay, when people figure out what's going on here, they're going to suspect us because we've got a history all over paper, you know, of, of all these disputes. issues of disputes. Yeah let's go back to the lamp he set something on fire he didn't set anything on fire it was off but he he had this lamp that he was carrying to help like light their way out with the body Mm -hmm. and he didn't he just didn't put it down in the house so he just ran away with it realized once he got home Uh, and he he just tossed the evidence and tossed it on his property Yeah. Yeah. yeah so the tenants who lived at Glen Burnie had heard the screams and the shots but black men are too smart to know to go into a white woman's house after dark, right. especially when there's been trouble. So they head up the road because they know Duncan's going to be on his way. And they're going to be looking for the first person. Exactly. To and so they're like, I'm going to find, we're going to go to Duncan and let him know immediately something has happened and he needs to go check it out. So they meet him on the road. He gallops all the way to the house. He gets into the house and he, he finds blood smeared all over the walls. He finds bloody slippers, bloody hair combs on the floor her room has pools of blood in it so he has the the guys call the law and they start searching for the body because Jenny's nowhere to be found in town like weirdly like word is already getting around in town about this happening i mean so the sheriff comes out his name is book roberts and he calls his bloodhound guy he calls a state fingerprint expert and then he goes over to glenwood just like Octavia knew he was going to do because he's like, okay, well, who are the first people to have arguments with her? Right. It was Octavia Dockery. He and his deputy knock on the door and they're planning on asking, you know, if they've seen Jenny recently, you know, her whereabouts, because this isn't a murder case yet. They don't right. have a body.
2: They just got blood. They've just got a lot just, of blood. Yeah.
0: No person. They notice when they're knocking on the door that there's a man's shirt drying on the line at midnight, still wet from washing when the man who lives here notoriously never washes. So they're like, well, that's us, you know, like, that's not man. right. And they, they can't get anybody to come downstairs at first. They yell and they yell. And finally Dick appears on the steps. He starts walking down and then he stops and he looks at them and he says, I know nothing of the murder. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so, my God. So they arrest Dick and Octavia. <laughs> you think? And um, And, of course, because we are where we are, they round up every black man in the area, um, including the ones who are helping with the investigation, because all of them are going to be suspect, because surely they would be more likely to do this crime than any white people here. Bloodhounds find the, the broken lamp in the woods that Dick has tossed to the side. It's 5.45 a.m. before they finally find her body, which I was like, maybe this was written out of order, but those bloodhounds really sucked if they didn't find her body before they find the lamp, right? So they do find her body in the thicket. She is dead. She's got bullet wounds, so they know that it's murder. And Dick Dana, who, you know, when the sheriff takes him in for questioning, is like a shit show. He's he's mm-hmm. not all there. And he has been coached all night about what he should and shouldn't say. So he's very confused. Mm -hmm. And he constantly contradicts himself. He gives all kinds of just incriminating statements about what he did and didn't do, things that he knows that he shouldn't have known. So the sheriff is very suspicious. And the next day, it hits the news. It hits the local news, and it is just a split second before it somehow hits the regional news, and then it's in the national news. Yes. And like we said, with Southern Gothic in vogue you know, people are very interested because they're like, this is like Faulkner. They Like you said, this is like a Flannery O'Connor novel. This is like a real life thing. And so they're like, oh look, this is so interesting and cool. Right? Reclusive Southern Belle murdered. Well, it's like true crime. It's like true it crime is. of the day. It is. Um, so, you know, some of the newspapers went down the rabbit hole of her like maybe romantic relationship with Duncan. Their cousin. Um, dug into that story. There wasn't a whole lot to dig probably there you know, some of the newspapers started kind of making up their own backstories for Uh, some of the stuff like they do for sensational reasons. Mostly people were fascinated. They were fascinated with the idea of the murder and kind of with Jenny. But really, it was Goat Castle that they were fascinated Mm -hmm. about. There was a picture of Dick and Octavia sitting together on a bench at the courthouse. And she's She's a very severe looking woman
2: pictures Yeah And he looks crazy He looks crazy
0: She's like She's got angular features She's unsmiling And she looks like Someone who just Wouldn't smile Like not even just That she's not smiling In this picture Has no sense of humor But she would not You know That's how she looks Yeah She's got a wide brimmed hat on She's wearing kind of Like a coverall frock And he is sitting in coveralls Like mechanics coveralls almost He's got wild hair And a beard that covers Like everything From his nose to his ears everywhere he's balding kind of he's got a high forehead and very wide like um, dark eyes with very bushy eyebrows and he is bony you can see like the cavities where his collarbones hit his neck you know he's he's a skinny
1: bony man i pictured and, her looking like the lady that plays the wicked witch of the west and the wizard of oz that but sturdier the mean not as skinny when she's, but yes. yes when she's like
0: yes
2: she can so, get your dog she, yes she, she, she looks dog. like granny
0: from um she definitely because of the way she's dressed especially she mm-hmm. looks like granny mm-hmm. but she's she's not as skinny she's not skinny like he is like she's she's a solid lady she's not you know she's not like overweight or anything but she's a presence mm. in that picture she looks it So this is the picture that went out in all the newspapers and people were just just fascinated. So Jenny's funeral happens. Local people very quickly start wondering why nobody is being hanged for this yet. Somebody actually states that it's silly that there are two white folks in prison for this while they seem to not be suspecting any black folks at all.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
0: Except Octavia and Dick's fingerprints turn out to be all over Jenny's house in perfect condition. Like there was no question that they're correct or not. That is their fingerprints. They were in the house and they have lied about being in the house and they changed their story when they're confronted with this. Um, they say that is because they heard the screams and they ran over and then, then they touched the wet blood to know that it was still warm and then they got scared and they ran home and never called the cops and never, you know, it was like, it, it's ridiculous. But there was one more set of prints in the house that they couldn't identify. Yep, Mm, that's the mm. one. Duncan suddenly remembers this strange Negro, he says, asking both him and Jenny for money Mm. or work. You know, they start to think, okay, well, this is a trail I guess we're going to follow because we've got one unidentified set of prints here. And people want somebody for this. Yeah. So Dick and Octavia are in jail. Sheriff Roberts calls in an uh, an expert ballistics detective from New Orleans, and white folks start coming to visit. Having read the news, they start to push for the release of Dick and Octavia.
1: What? They mm-hmm. wouldn't have given them the fucking time of day before I know. this. Oh, absolutely they had not. goats and pigs running around. They would have had nothing to do with them. Running around in loin cloths, like. And they've read about
0: Goat Castle now. And, and it's like, it really does seem like something they would have not even. Yeah. I mean, you're 100% right. But folks from around the state and beyond the state start to flock to Natchez, not just to see them, but to see this house. Well, yeah. Because they started posting pictures of the house in the newspapers. Well, hell, they probably just let everybody walk on through, step in the blood. That was like a, yeah, it. Yes, Patrice has pulled up a picture. Um, this is the goat house. That's what I and I'm going to put that one on our website. There are going to be several of these that I'm going to share with y'all if you want to look on Not our the goat our house in Montgomery. No, no. This is the goat castle. <laughs> goat Sorry, castle. goat castle. <laughs> <house>. so, <laughs> like, because like we said, it was dilapidated. It was infested with fleas. Of there course. was bird droppings oh, everywhere. It was infested with everything there were wasp nests in every corner black mold dust so thick you couldn't see what was under it some people said and people would come like you said they would come and let themselves in and they would take souvenirs for themselves when they came to see the house they would take personal papers they would take letters and photos there was two weeks that's
2: horrible That people come and just help themselves to whatever. Mm-hmm. But I mean, how great would it be to like open up a box in the attic from mm-hmm. your like great grandparents
0: and like find like a no. paper? Oh my gosh. It's like everybody's it's like, 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 don't
2: do that. But
0: that would be fantastic do you have you never have you ever had that experience where you like find a box that if it's your old Mm -hmm. your family's old box or something that you find in a house you move into and all like you're just just the entire time you look through it so carefully because you're like there's gonna be something something in here that's just magical yes i just went through that i know so it's it's two weeks of this circus Everybody wants to see it. There are cars from Texas, Oklahoma, Illinois. They block traffic in all of Natchez trying to get to this place. Somebody introduces the idea to Danny, Dana, Dana, from uh, to Dick and Octavia's lawyers that well, if all these people are going to come here and trespass on this property, you might as well be charging Charge. admission. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, "Well, that's a good idea." Mm-hmm. And so they start charging twenty-five cents a person to come see this humiliation of a house. Mm-hmm. They get a very good lawyer and he files a writ of habeas corpus saying that they've been unlawfully imprisoned. August 15th. So they've been in jail. I feel like they were in jail this time for about two weeks. August 15th is the habeas corpus hearing at the Adams County Courthouse. And it's like jammed from floor to ceiling with locals and reporters. The judge rules that they should be released on their own recognizance. People offer them like pats on the back and, you know, all this stuff. Congratulations. Do you need a place to stay? And they know we want to go back to Glenwood. So they go back to Goat Castle. They're at Goat Cost Castle and they keep charging admission because people keep coming. They become themselves part of the spectacle of the house. People are coming like a freak show to see them. And um, they greet them. They show off the house. They give tours. They show off the goats. Dick is more into this than Octavia. He used to be a, like he wanted to be a concert pianist and he is, you know, messed up his hand. He can't really play that well, but he plays well enough and he starts to entertain the crowds that come to the house so much like so often that they decide they're going to charge a separate admission to watch Dick play piano. September 4th, more than 500 people paid to get into the grounds. Jesus, and to hear where are these people perform.
2: like sleeping? I know. Night.
0: I have no idea. Um, The Mississippi Railroad started offering special trips for people to go meet them in person, like advertising it as the Goat Castle tour. And the money that they got from this was supposed to really be used to renovate and rehabilitate the house. But if they did that, then no one would come. Right. so of course that's not what it goes and it also doesn't go to pay their taxes oh, I was going to say why right. didn't it go to pay their lawyer it didn't it didn't go to pay anything like nobody well, knows what their happened this money. Or their... did the
1: goats eat it oh lord I mean I'd say good for them if they weren't conspirators in a murder mm-hmm. I'd be like sure yeah. do what you want Have, charge people who can look at your mask that makes you happy and they <laughs> but... still like they are still suspects in yeah. this
0: you know I and mean, yeah, they're, they're not they, off the hook they were well, like they're still in, in the middle of a legal proceeding this was their plan then somebody came up with a grand idea of them going out on tour so they tour mississippi and louisiana and some of arkansas i think and they charge to full houses sometimes of people who come and let them listen to them tell their story and a lot of the time this is their fabricated story of their past that meets the southern gothic expectations of the people who might be listening yes and he gets to play piano and she shows off artifacts from the house and they make money that way
1: influencers oh gee i
0: know right They do this until (laughs) November and November is when their grand jury is to meet. Mm. Sheriff Book Roberts has over the course of these couple of months that they've been touring and doing all their shenanigans unraveled the clues that lead him to Pink. He finds out that Pink had visited Glenwood and Glen Burnie. He finds out where Pink has lived in town, what the boarding house was like, who he'd talked to and realizes that that third set of pring- fingerprints might actually be his because Pink also has a, a injury to one of his hands. And the fingerprints were uh, from an injured hand. I'm really kind of impressed about the whole fingerprint thing. Me too. For like Mississippi and in the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. Me too. I actually didn't know how much science was there, like yeah. available for them at that time. Right. But there was also like a ballistics expert that yeah, came in and I was know. able when to test the Yeah, I When you said that, that kind of like surprised me mm-hmm. as well. They tracked this information to Emily Burns' front door. So her, her mother's name is Nellie Black and Emily and Nellie's boarding house still has the trunk stored mm. that Pink had left there. And so in the trunk, the police find 32 caliber bullets, papers that have his, his legal name on them. His nor- name was George Pearl, but he went by Pinkney. and um, they arrested Emily and her mom on suspicion. They discovered when they asked around That, you know, they're like, okay, well, we need to find this guy because he skipped town, you know, and he may be the guy we're looking for. Well, they find out Pink has been shot to death by a deputy in Arkansas. He was shot six times for, quote unquote, resisting arrest because he was a strange black man on the street after dark. And he, you know, was killed by a deputy. So it turned out, though, when they found out what he had in his possession, that he he appeared to have had the murder weapon in his possession at the time. So. Emily and her mom, in contrast to what, you know, Dick Dana and Octavia Dockery enjoyed, they couldn't afford a lawyer. Mm. There were no nice people who stepped up to ask for their release. There were no people that came in to assume their innocence. Nobody wrote newspaper articles about them at all. Emily was interrogated every day for hours and then on august 22nd she was brought into the interrogation room and the chief deputy this is not the sheriff the chief deputy laid a bullwhip on the table and said you have 30 minutes to tell me the truth and so of course she gave them a confession she she told them that it was pink who had shot the you know uh, jenny merrill that she and poe were also there but that she never entered the house. It wasn't supposed to come to violence. This wasn't something that they had planned. They didn't plan to murder anybody. She didn't say anything about her being involved in any kind of plan at all, actually. She told them the story that I told in the last episode where, um, you know, she had just gone for a walk with him and discovered what was happening after they got on the way. And he was he she said, he said, once you realized what what they were there for, he was like, well, now, you know, so I'm going to have to shoot you if you try and go out, go back on me. So that was what she said. Why
1: did he take her anyway? That is very weird to me. None of that makes sense. None of it makes sense to me. The story doesn't really. And I wouldn't. It really, to me, it kind of sounds
0: like she she may have known something Mm -hmm. i don't really understand the way that it's been laid out like it doesn't make a lot of Mm -hmm. sense to me why she would have been there at all or why she would have stayed but it does sound likely that she ended up in a position that made it kind of impossible for her to not stay involved somehow and she did have feelings for pink i wondered that and so that kind of complicated things but you know, she didn't say, she didn't give this confession until that day. She'd been in jail for a while. She'd been interrogated a lot and she'd not been saying Pink did it up until that day, but she'd also recently found out that he was dead. And I think she might've been trying to protect him is what the the author of the book had said, that mm-hmm. she may have been trying to, to keep it off of him. She placed Dick, Dana and Octavia mm-hmm. in the story and And their fingerprints are there. Uh, For real. I mean, like, and her fingerprints were found nowhere inside the home. Like, there is no hard evidence. You know, she's got this confession, which was obviously coerced out of her. But there is no hard evidence that she was even there. They call her an accessory. Well, she was. They had kept her in jail with no charges this entire time. Charges have also been filed against Dick and Octavia, but they're safe at home charging money to get into their house. Meanwhile, the grand jury doesn't meet until November and Emily and her mom, all the while where Dick and uh, Octavia are doing their little tour Mm -hmm. of the South, Mm -hmm. Emily and her mom are in jail with no visitors allowed except their pastor. She loses 20 pounds by the time she actually shows up in front of the grand jury. And when that finally comes around in November, the grand jury votes 11 to 8 to indict Dana and Dockery as accessories to the murder. But the district attorney says there's not enough evidence and dismisses their indictment. Meanwhile, they do indict Emily what? Burns, no, whose no, fingerprints no. are nowhere in the house. Mm-mm. She, Mm-mm. she and she also has no past history with Jenny. I Mm-mm. mean, like all the reasons why they should have been indicted. Yeah,
1: they should have been. All of them should have been. That's kind one of the argument of the book have been. is that like they these Their two were at least accessory. in a... Yes. And, she's accessory. and she's accessory. And she's accessory. They were
0: in a worse position than her yeah. as far as what actually seems to have happened. And they got off pretty much scot-free because they're white. So they appoint Emily an attorney since she can't afford one. And they set her trial for her a week later. Mm-hmm. And it's also the day after Thanksgiving. So they don't mm-hmm. even have a week to prepare her defense. Mm-hmm. Pink is convicted post-mortem, which I didn't even know you could do. I don't
1: think you can anymore.
0: So, you know, the the society. I don't think that's legal now anymore. The community wants somebody to hang. And they've already decided it's not going to be Dick Dana and Octavia Dockery. But Sheriff Book Roberts, he still thinks that they had Mm -hmm. something to do with it.
2: Well, shit, he's been at their house for like the past 10, 15
0: years Mm -hmm. every day because of like bullshit. Yeah. So he he puts in new details at the trial, and if you want detailed descriptions of the trial and all that kind of stuff, please do read the book. It's a very good book. There are details that show that some of what Emily has told police is at least partially led by the people who are telling her what they would need her to say to get a conviction for this. By the end of the trial, the jury finds her guilty as charged, but they can't agree on a punishment, which is what saves her from execution. Oh thank god. And she's sentenced though to life in prison oh, at Parchman Prison on November 28th. That Parchman Prison was basically like a way for the establishment, the white establishment to just return black prisoners into the old south because it was a farm, it was a plantation prison, it was a farm prison. They ended up, you know, planting and picking cotton and doing all the things that they would have done as enslaved people. You know, it's basically just like, ha, 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 screw you, federal government. We can still do this. We just have to put them in jail. So a year from Jenny's murder, the Garden Club of Natchez throws their second annual pilgrimage of houses. Dick and Octavia market their house tour to visitors on the pilgrimage, calling it a museum and a beautiful historic home. But
1: they have... I bet those ladies... Do not they agree. were so pissed. I know they did. They were agree. super pissed. Mm-mm.
0: So, the sheriff, in all this year, has never stopped believing that Dick and Octavia weren't involved. And he's kept investigating over the course of this year, even after Emily's conviction. Octavia brings us because she is the most litigious bitch you could ever even imagine. Mm -hmm. She brings a civil suit against him, basically saying that he was liable for false arrest and that he had made a mockery of them and humiliated them. And he basically laughed in their face and said, like, okay, well, it wasn't false arrest. And you made a mockery of yourselves. Right. No help here Um, from here. um, Your fingerprints were in blood. I know. And then you went and like pranced all over the country talking about your shit. In 1933, Sheriff Roberts had them rearrested and indicted on accessory to murder charges. Good. But they only had to stay in jail one night because somebody paid their bond. (laughs) On the day of the trial, the court could not find 12 jurors who were not already biased. Oh, man. And so they, they, even though they interviewed 200 men over two days, they couldn't find 12 people to be on the jury.
2: They needed to like. Well, they, needed a man. But, <laughs> they need man. Um, they to go to another court. Yes, yeah. for
0: real. But they declared a mistrial, so Dana and Dockery were never held accountable. In 1940, Governor Paul Johnson suspended Emily Burns' sentence mm. indefinitely. What year? 1940.
1: Oh, good. So he had it was eight years. Eight years, shitty, but... eight
0: years in Parchment Prison. He had heard people had actually reached out to him about her, and she had never stopped advocating for herself in whatever may in whatever way she could and she also was amazing in jail i mean as far as behavior as far as her record as far mm-hmm. as you know she did everything she could to stay 100 clean and when she met him you know they convinced him to come to the jail and meet her she got on her knees and said i am innocent in tears and he was like mm-hmm. you are right he's like i 100 believe you she was forty-five when he suspended her sentence. She had learned how to sew in prison. That was one of the one of the jobs that she had had that she had to do at Parchman. So she actually was able to make a little bit more money coming out as I a seamstress. I thought you said she was only
1: in her twenties, but I guess that means she was in her third. She was 30s.
0: thirty-seven, wasn't she?
1: When this well, that happened. had to mm, be. I
0: can't remember. No, I thought she was. I thought she was in her twenties. Eight years. It's thirty. She would have been thirty-two. No, you said she was forty-five. Yeah, you said she was forty. Oh yeah, she's forty-five when she came out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: She, I just pictured
1: her very young and him being fifty, but more she was.
2: But she older. was a
0: widow. She was. Oh, she was. She. I thought she was thirty when her husband. She might have been thirty when her husband died. Anyway, yeah. okay. So she heard um about Dick and Dana Dockery, or up uh, Dick Dana and Octavia Dockery, still selling admission to Goat Castle. As far as we know, she never saw them again. She stayed in Natchez. She was able to buy a home by the age of fifty-five. She married a deacon in her church hmm. and he already had children so the fact that she was older when she came out of jail she was still able to kind of have a family because she mm. had his okay. family. I didn't know how this was going to end. So I'm, oh. Yes, and she lived with her family until her death in 1969 and she was a respected elder in her church community and in her local community. Wow. Um, Dick and Octavia were a n- fucking mess. Never paid their continue taxes. Continue to be a mess. Yes. They never paid their taxes. They, for the rest of the Rest of their lives fought eviction and foreclosure on the house because they could never pay for the house. Oh, they um, could. They chose not to. Yeah. Um, Dick Dana died at Glenwood in 1948 of pneumonia. He was 77 years old. Mm-hmm. Olivia died, or Octavia. I wrote Olivia, but it's Octavia. <laughs> died in March 1949. She was 83, and she had filed her last lawsuit three weeks before her death. <laughs> jesus christ she was like the og karen she was oh my just, god you know i mean and it's funny because like, that's true sucked anyway. but i was gonna say like, i mean part of me is was, like they she were was kind of wily i mean she was kind of wily with the way that she managed to she had to have been an extremely intelligent mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. to be able to game the system the way that she did all through her life mm. But the family that legally inherited Goat Castle tore it to the ground in 1955. There was nothing to save. I I mean, they had basically, it was a disgusting trash heap. They built a housing development there and they named it Glenwood and that was the end of goat castle so that is the end of the story of the murder at goat castle
1: thank god it
0: had a semi-happy ending for a person who didn't deserve to be fucked over
1: it's it's sad that 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 happened to her but it's one of those wrong place wrong time Mm -hmm. wrong people you're right yeah technically she was an accessory to murder she was she was there those crazy people should have been. They convicted. should have been. Yes, yes. But, but then they live in a hell. They live with fleas and mm-hmm. shit and mold. They're just hell. Prison would probably, would probably have been, been better. They probably would have gotten like three square meals a day. They're a mm-hmm. um, The way oh. that looks. I mean, not that they shouldn't have been convicted, but damn, they just but the weird thing
0: is like like you're saying like they did they did get income from Mm -hmm. what they did with the tours of the house and the show and everything like that and it doesn't I mean I know they had to clean they had to clean the house to a certain extent just to let people in because you couldn't physically walk through the rooms so she did actually hire some people to come help her clear it out some but like I mean, at some point, it was almost like there was some level of choice there. Oh that yeah, they stayed in that. You know what I mean? And I don't, I don't say that lightly. I recognize no. how those, how those terms are used against
1: people. Right. You know, so well, they I, had I get some that. Problems. But they have me- mental illness, I and mean, yeah. they're definitely hoarders. Slash, I mean, right? Yeah, they but really they had have the to see these pictures in
0: to understand. Their favor mm-hmm. too,
1: and they chose. Ugh. They chose. They chose evil. Evil. Um, yeah they're like oh i heard she's got money let's go do this and yeah. then everybody's just like come uh, on let's go right yeah I mean, it is a depression though yeah i mean
0: and that, I have that no really idea is what i would do in desperate that's times. kind of the like, point really of don't. like going into all of those backstories is like mm-hmm. tch, ain't nobody in a great position right mm-hmm. there right. Mm-hmm. you know i mean like they were there was no winners and mm-hmm. yeah so and I, don't, I, I really don't know oh yeah. my gosh great story Morley. very visually i can see it like thank you really y'all have to look at those pictures oh. i mean it's really hard to believe You'll unless you them? see it yeah i'll post them okay. i've already collected them all so excellent
1: well, <gasps> all right you y'all. guys
0: take care talk to you later bye, bye.